Hey, families. Uh, it's going to be hard for this episode to to not totally sound like a commercial, primarily because I I love what we're talking about. I love it. My kids love it. The teens at Fire Mountain love it. Um, my staff loves it. The parents who come to the uh, parent weekends uh, learn about uh, the, this. This it's more than a product, and that's that's kind of that's why I have the guest on. It's easy to call what I'm talking about. Uh, this is a product, uh, 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 guayaki, yerba mate, and these flavored drinks, Blueforia, Revelberry. Those are my two favorite. Um, it's, it's easy to talk about this stuff as a product, but the truth is mate tea, the ceremony behind it, the compounds of the tea itself are such, it's a, the, the science backing it will blow you away. And so I have the founder of Guayaki, uh, Yerba Mate online. This is uh, David Carr is gonna be speaking with us today. And I want him to tell you, this is my version of uh, of how I built this, which is my absolute favorite podcast. Um, but this is my version because this product helps people in recovery. And I want you to understand how and why. And I stand by this. It's not a commercial. He's not paying me. We reached out to him. But these guys are huge with community outreach. They are huge with a quality product you got to understand this product better. So parents, families, my guest today is David Carr. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Risk and Back. David, thank you so much for being on the air. Really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here, especially with someone who truly enjoys the product. <laughs> it will make the interview easier, I'm sure. Um, David, I, I want you to know you guys have been really generous with us as we go to these um, mental health conferences, you guys donate product to us to give out to other facilities and uh, uh, therapists and people involved in the mental health and recovery industry. And by proxy of what we do at our booth, which is the podcast uh, information about our facility, which is unique and has an extremely high success, but we give out free cans of guayaki and we end up having an extremely popular booth, especially in the mornings. So just as a personal note for me here at the beginning of the show, thank you for those donations constantly. You're so welcome. We really, really appreciate the work you're doing. And really mate is such a, a healing plant for people and people who have shared with others is helping us, you know, do what we're trying to do is which expose more people to the plant to see if they can, you know, experience positive benefits from it. Like we all have. So let's, we'll get into that in a second, but I want to, I want to ramp up to the, um, the whole experience of you discovering mate. Did you drink it as a kid? Did you go to, you know, a, a South Central America? Like, like get, bring us up to, from the beginning to how, how you created Guayaki and what your intentions behind creating this um, drink. Let's let's just call it a drink and, and people, listeners will realize how much more it is, but how did this all start? Well, there's, there's, there's quite a bit of an origin story to it uh, as, as it is the case with most founders. For me, it was truly a story of regeneration in all senses. I mean, when I first was introduced to yerba mate. It was from 
Alex Pryor, a co-founding partner who is Argentine and grew up drinking mate. And for me, it was regenerative in the sense that I had suffered from, from long time allergies for at least 15, 20 years of my life. I was in my uh, mid twenties when Alex first passed me a, a Yerba Mate gourd. And at that point in my life, you know, I had ex suffered extreme hay fever. Most of my life, I was the kid that grew up with a humidifier in my room. I couldn't breathe very well. And I even went through a period of like 10 years where I had shots in my arms to try to help me, you know, acclimate different pollens in the air. And so it, they did improve a little bit over time, but I just was stuffed up most of the time growing up in California with so much stuff and bloom all the time and nothing really worked. And, and then I ended up taking like the Sudafed and the Benadryl, like the, the chemicals and they didn't work. They'd make me kind of sleepy and drowsy. And ironically, I, they, I was, they told me I was allergic to everything green. Like you do that prick test on your back and yeah. see what inflames. And so I was allergic to like 50 different pollens. And, and when I met Alex and he passed me a gourd, I started drinking it out of the traditional mate gourd through the bombilla within 15 minutes. I started to breathe like through my nose, like, you know, kind of, clearly and normally it would take extreme exercise to get to that place like a couple hours of like surfing or mountain biking to get my system flowing when my system was flowing then i could breathe better and so i was just from the very beginning like what is this stuff so so here's here's why i like doing these shows so much everything i know about yerba mate i had no clue that this helps with uh allergies like like i i've i've researched this stuff we teach it to the kids at the facility we have all different kinds of things they can add in with the mate uh on a on a tea bar at the facility okay so we now let's let's go back to core then what is yerba mate what are we talking about here because if they're saying you're allergic to all things green you're literally crushing this plant and sticking it in the base of a gourd and drinking it so what is this stuff well, I've learned obviously quite a bit about it talking with people over the last 25 years. And of course, later I learned that it was a bronchio and basio dilator, which means it opens up your breathing passageways. Right, right. You know, it, it does work. I heard one doctor told me one time that it its strongest effects is on your cardiovascular and digestive system and that over 90% of Western illnesses are cardiovascular and digestive related. That, that did make sense to me because... You know, traditionally they talk about mate kind of cures what ails you. It's this powerful rejuvenator. Um, it's the oro verde de los indios, like the green gold of the Indians, you know, so it has a lot of lore around its regenerative properties. And I think it's kind of is more like it cures what ails you in the sense that if your body's in balance, you know, your body will help itself heal. And for me, I was out of balance. And I think for me personally, um, it, it has corticocosteroids in it naturally i think is what it was and that helps apparently with the inflammatory um, state that my body would be in and that's why I would, I would get relief from hay fever when i drank it i wasn't a coffee drinker i wasn't really relying on you know coffee for energy so when i started drinking the mate i immediately felt the physiological effects of it and then beyond that, it was really just the the aspects of the hospitality and friendship, the social custom of, of passing the gourd around really resonated with me as well. 
Yeah. So, so let's, let's jump into that part for a second, because there's a life behind this drink that is uh, of significant cultural importance uh, in Central and South America. Yeah, I think that was equally powerful for me because I was really a bit disillusioned. I, I left university in my third year and studied abroad for a couple of years and then came back um, because in finance class, I remember the day that my professor said there was no social or, or environmental costs in our gross domestic product. And here I was going to business school and right. wanting to make a difference in the world. And, and the whole paradigm came crashing down on me. So I walked out of class and went to the foreign language department and said, Hey, where can I go? I got to leave California. <laughs> I got to leave the States. I got to like leave my life. This doesn't really, I was kind of in like an existential crisis. And I was like <laughs> a program in Southern France and, and it was the same price. And so I went over there and studied abroad and started learning languages. But through that living with, uh, families like I lived with a French family and then I went to Germany same thing and then Spain I stayed there for a couple of years I really had a new experience around food and community and connections and so when I came back and met this Argentine and he invited me over and then I drank the product and he was like passing me this gourd and I was just kind of like taken by the whole thing I was going through a, a my own sense of regeneration of wait wait a minute you're, you're telling me that this tree grows naturally in the rainforest yet to produce it they cut down the rainforest today like 90 percent of mate is grown in in the sun in big commercial plantations right just like a commodity because everyone drinks it down there and it's not grown organically usually they use roundup and other chemicals to keep the weeds down and it's and people don't even really know it's a tree they just grew up drinking mate and he's telling me about this you know, this yerba mate tree that's native to the Atlantic forest and it could be used as a income vehicle to the small farmers and indigenous people who, who still live in the remaining forests and that it could generate income so they'd have like a sustainable, you know, supply so they wouldn't have to cut down the forest and that it was healthy and et cetera. And so I'm experiencing both these paradigms. One is just like my, my physiological regeneration, but then also like my psycho emotional regeneration of like, wow, I could actually be in business and do something that would generate positive social and environmental change. And then it all kind of added up to Mate. So I threw myself wholeheartedly into it, which wasn't that hard to do. Right. So th this is, it, man, there's uh, these questions come flooding in. So let's, let's stick with the cultural importance for a second. There's an actual tea drinking ceremony that uh, culturally goes along with drinking mate. And you said it earlier, uh, passing the gourd. And I know that to be a, a phrase. Mm -hmm. Well, what I re was really drawn to was that you share one vessel amongst many people. And I realized that that's not, you know, that exciting for most people, but amongst close friends, generally, um, they share mate. One person is the cebador and they prepare the gourd, which is they put the loose yerba mate into the mate gourd, and then you sip it through the straw-like filter called a bombilla, and then you pass it around. It's a very social ritual um, enjoyed by everyone from, from the elderly to students and university. And you, you drink the mate, much like people would drink coffee in, in, in Western culture to like pick you up and give you a clear mind. Well, they drink mate for the same reason. It's just the drink that they drink and they all share it instead of each having their own cup. And I always liked that you shared a vessel together and rather than having your own cup. Now there's, there's actually, and I, I don't, 
I'm, I'm assuming if anybody can know this phrase, you know it, but there's actually a greeting that goes with it about sharing the cup. It's, it's, it's even a form of, of saying, hello, have you heard about this? I remember when I was doing some research on it, there's the, the term, um, can I offer you some tea is a, is a form of greeting. Huh? You know, maybe that's so I, I, I can't re recall what you're speaking of, but there are two separate verbs in the language for Sherry Monte, which always struck me wow. pretty, pro pretty prophetic. I mean, it, so servir, it means to serve in, in Spanish, but when you're serving mate, it's cebar. And the person who serves mate is the cebador, or if you're a woman, a cebadora. So yo te cebo mate is like, I'll serve you a mate. And then also when you're drinking mate, the verb is matear. So nosotros estamos mateando is like, we are drinking mate. So that's, you know, that stood out for me. So now we have this, uh, we have this plant. It has this cultural significance to it. It, um, it, it purports itself through legend and lore to be this cure-all, this cures what ails you. But the truth of the matter is this stuff is backed by some significant research. And just in pulling up, I want to pull it up right now, just in pulling up an article this morning, um, let's see, here it is, that, that said this is eight health benefits of yerba mate backed by science, the antioxidants and nutrients, the boosting energy and improving mental focus, the enhancing physical performance, protecting against infections, losing weight and belly fat, boosting your immune system, lowering blood sugar levels, and lowering uh, your risk of heart disease. All of these things backed by science, but there's even more with yerba mate going on with this yeah i mean those all resonate i heard people say all those things to me over time i don't like to call anything a cure-all i think it's a bit of an overstatement sure i think mate is really great at balancing people's bodies and when they use it regularly in place of other stimulants or caffeines the main thing is it nourishes while it stimulates and a lot of stimulants deplete while they stimulate and so yes I, it is alkalizing for your body, which means it does help you absorb other vitamins and minerals into your body. It does have loads of vitamins and minerals. It does have amino acids. You know, there's, there are a number of things it does for you, but I think it's more like the using it daily or often in place of other things. It's like doing less of the bad stuff and more of the good stuff. And I think also like one of the things is it has, has caffeine, and also has teophylline, which you find in tea, and it also has theobromine, which is in chocolate. So it has this unique trimethylxanthine cocktail, in a sense, that has these mood-elevating properties. So you feel elevated, and you also feel calm and clear, and that's pretty unique amongst the plant kingdom. And I think why people are so in mate is the, the flow state that you get into when you drink it. You know, for me, I use it as much for if I'm in my office doing some work and I'm writing or if I'm brain athletic. In fact, some of the first people that used to rave about it back in the early days when we were doing all of our demos in the national food stores were the writers and the runners. And the <laughs> writers, because they gave them focus for just so long and they could just stay in the zone. And the runners, the same thing. They're like, man, I don't get tired. I don't even feel my legs. And, you know, for us, it was more like mountain biking and surfing and maybe snowboarding, whatever it was, but it was definitely 
flow states that I think, you know, that, that attracted us to the product because you could drink a lot of it and you wouldn't really crash unless you drank a lot of it without eating. You know, you need calories at some point. Of course. You could keep drinking mate and maybe not get hungry, but it was more about trying to find like a balanced way to be than to just like not eat. So there was a, um, you used the term flow state a minute ago and a lot of people that sounds like a very, you know, kind of, kind of new age nouveau term for feeling good. But in fact, that's a clinical term, um, that there are, uh, recovery facilities for adults that don't recreate the flow state, but their goal is actually to get your brain into flow state. Um, mm because that is where we learn and flow state is something that surfers snowboarders whitewater rafters and mountain climbers experience uh consistently it's when you're on this precipice of risk and <laughs> and it, your whole body wakes up to yeah. the moment and you and you find your runners get to experience weightlifters experience it um and people who get up on stage experience it uh but it you were that's the thing behind this yerba mate is that it it has uh these these clinically and scientific backed benefits to brain and you talked about amino acids which we know are the building blocks to the brain used in recovery it has been found that this supports the recovery process because it is rebuilding brain chemistry that has been damaged by drug use now question for you is what do you know about that if any and is it anything that you because we'll talk in a second you do the way you have supported young people in boulder colorado and i'll get to that um tells me that you know something about this drink and recovery do you or are you just that giving heart person and have found Avani? <laughs> i i think for me i've really been taken by the power in the spirit of mate, and I, I, I don't know exactly how it does what it does, but what I've observed over time is people get in an elevated state and they feel clear and they happy. And I, and I also believe, because you know, I, I did study psychology. And I know that it's important to build new pathways, and it's like repetitive neurons become building blocks for how you think and how you act. And I, and I believe that when you share a mate as a social custom and you are continuing using it, that it does build healthy habits and healthy pathways for thinking. Right. And so it would just strike me that it would make sense that if you were to come together, you know, and share mate, that it would be a positive effect, but I don't, I don't actually know how it works. I, I know <laughs> Avani Dilger, Natural Highs in Boulder, Colorado, who you're familiar with, because um, yeah. she thinks the absolute world of you guys and your product. Um, us at Fire Mountain, we are literally using it to replace passing a bong around. I mean, like, I, like that is that is the 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 most cut and dried layman's way of saying. I used to sit in a circle with a group of friends and pass a bong around and get high. Yeah. We use it with the kids. They sit in a circle. They pass mate gourds around. They use your own bombillas. Um, they get a gourd and a bombilla when they uh, come to the facility. So they have their own of both um, that they keep. They decorate that type of thing. But we pass the tea around. 
we have philosophy circles with it, and we are maintaining the ritual and ceremony of sitting, talking, and connecting, which you do when you get high. And when you lose the addictive, when you are getting over your addictions, yeah. the ritual of the addiction is as potent and powerful as the physical addiction to the product you were using. Being with my friends and passing a bong and smoking pot, standing outside, lighting up a cigarette, pulling it out. These are ritualistic things that Mate has provided a healthy alternative to. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you know, I've definitely passed the bong around and smoked herb and all that. And and I, I love the, the plant as a powerful medicine, but when it, something takes over your life, it's not healthy. And I think, you know, mate has been, has been that for a lot of people and myself is like the, the custom. I mean, I'm drinking my gourd right now. And when I'm drinking my gourd, it reminds me of Alex and all the people that I love in my life that I've connected with. And there's nothing I love more than being a sebador and sharing mate with my good friends. Because when I first met mate too, like, we sat on the beach overlooking the ocean, waiting for like the swell to get perfect before we paddle out and maybe doing some stretches on the beach. And instead of like just smoking pot or smoking marijuana, we would pass the gourd around and get really energized and get our mind clear and, and be ready to paddle out in the cold water. And that is the association I have with it. So it it's about building, you know, you know, memory and association with the product and i think that you know mate is one of those things where because you are actually putting the bombilla certainly with the with the mate gore you're actually putting it into your mouth and you're you're sucking on a, a bombilla and then you're passing it with friends it's very much a social custom sure so you can have that be as the social custom rather than something else whether it's a, a glass of beer or alcohol or any other thing it becomes your social custom but it's one that's very grounding one that's very clarifying, one that's very uplifting. And there's, it has a place in our society. You started this uh, in, in a pretty pure form, you know, because you're, you're, you're learning what corporations have done with Yerba Mate and, um, you know, growing it commercially using, using Roundup, deforestation. Um, you know, when, when you go to the grocery store, if, if you're listening to this episode and you want to go to the store to buy a bag of, of yerba mate and, and start using it at home, you need to check its source because this, like so many other things, have, have grown um, through an abused, abused environment. However, you started out with a goal to uh, keep the integrity and purity of it. Have you maintained that goal? Is this something that even in your drinks, which... David, they're so damn good. These <laughs> blue foria, I swear to God, when we are handing these drinks out at the, uh, at the conferences, we have to hide those cases in the back because not only are the people going for them first, yeah. but so is my staff. So we, <laughs> um, how are you maintaining this? How are you keeping to make sure that you're still doing, uh, the right thing by the product and by the people who have grown up with this? Well, we're really the pioneers of, of doing it this way on any type of scale. And it's not really hard to stay the course because it tastes so much better when you grow it the proper way. That's one of the things that I think has worked in our favor, even as sort of other companies have tried to come in the market with, 
lower quality products is like forest grown mate has a much smoother profile. So when you're brewing loose mate, you know, forest grown mate that, that we source, it has a, it's not as bitter. So that's great. It's also easier to formulate with when you put it into cans. And we also just care too much about what we're doing. It's, it's not really, I mean, the whole idea with our business model being market-driven regeneration was the more that we scale, the more that we grow, the more that we sell, for example, the more we regenerate. That was, that's the, the vision and that's the why behind what we're doing. So if, if we need to produce more yerba mate, which has been the case every year, then we need to work and partner with more small farms, more indigenous communities to grow yerba mate in the shade Atlantic forest, harvest it, you know, come up. We, we were the ones that came up with even the fair trade certification. It didn't exist, right? But we're like, there should be a fair trade certification around mate because it was a very marginalized industry where often people were taken advantage of because it was a, a very much of a, a mature commodity. So we're sort of rewriting the paradigm around how to produce you know, yerba mate from its native environment and with, you know, something we feel good about. So it's not hard to do. It just takes intention like anything else. How, how it, I can imagine that breaking into the, the, the mate market in South and Central America was difficult because that's a massive product out there did you find struggle did you find big corporations either want to buy you out or um or are they following suit are they are you guys out selling them and they're starting to follow suit with uh, uh fair trade practices that's a really good um, point and the actual answer is no we don't really sell our product in south america there's very little awareness around the quality and sourcing and production of yerba mate in south america and so we only sell it in international markets where people are more educated on, say, organic and fair trade and in, you know, environment. And so we're, we're pretty much sold. We don't really sell much in South America at all, except for some select markets in Argentina okay. where people are going and they're looking for, for higher quality products. Is it, is it addictive? I mean, we talk about it having caffeine and, and some of the other, uh, uh, chemicals in it. Is it, is this an addictive product too? You know, for, for me personally, it hasn't been, I mean, every year I always stop drinking it for like a, a week or 10 days just to see what it's like, or sometimes I don't have it for a day or two. And, you know, I don't, I personally don't get headaches and I don't feel anything around it. And people, I think some people might, you know, who are more sensitive to caffeine and if they don't have it, they might feel like they need it, but it's certainly not like a, a strong addiction. It's easy to stop drinking mate might be like a day or two where you might feel a little more tired and then you're whatever, but it's, I, you know, they say it's not addictive and my experience has been what I just shared. As a suicide and abuse survivor, Johnny Crowder spent his formative years searching for resources to help him cope with his mental health issues, ranging from OCD and bipolar disorder to schizophrenia. And after nearly a decade of clinical treatment, volunteer peer counseling and public advocacy, he now relies on the strategies he shares through Cope Notes to live a happier, healthier life. Johnny Crowder is the founder and CEO of Cope Notes, and I met up with him to talk about what he's created. And honestly, parents, I think every 
19, every person who suffers from anxiety or depression or any mental health issue should have Cope Notes on their phone. Check this out. How did you come up with Cope Notes? Where did all this come from? It's a classic entrepreneur story of someone looking for something for a decade, realizing it doesn't exist, and then fashioning one out of pure frustration that the option wasn't available before. Yeah, so how does it work? The way I picture it is that people are getting a text a day or like what's happening? Yeah, so we'll send a user one text a day, random time, you don't know when you'll get it or what it'll say. And these texts are psychology facts or advice or a question that you can respond and journal to. And over time, we're just trying to help you mold your brain into something that works with you instead of against you. Instead of us throwing someone on our back and carrying them, we want to make sure that we're putting them in a position where they can carry themselves. Because independence is the goal, right? When something happens, you don't want to turn to something and say, fix me. You want to go, I know what to do to handle this now. So the, the concept of it being cope notes, are you seeing this as a, a healthy coping mechanism? Or is this to replace the, the old bad ones? It's an answer to bad habits compounding on each other over time. So just like we can accidentally turn to the wrong thing over and over again, Cope Notes presents you with a new thing every day. So Cope Notes isn't the resource. We're connecting you with 150 other ways to think about what you're going through. So you can actually buy it for someone else and it starts showing up on their phone? So our gift subscription is one of our most popular options. And it you can personalize it. You can say, you know, from mom, love you. Or you can leave it anonymous and that person will start receiving the text messages right away. What's the feedback been like, Johnny? That's the part that's really been the most encouraging for me, I think. People have made massive decisions in life based on one of our texts. And sometimes it's so clearly from the user's interpretation of the text. It just mentions popcorn and someone checks themselves into rehab for an eating disorder. Is there a Facebook page that people can check into your community? We have a public Facebook page. It's just Cope Notes. It should be pretty easy to find. Is this going around the world? I got international listeners. We're number one in Australia, number three in Canada. Like, are they going to be able to do this? Yes. Believe it or not, even though you live in another country and it's text messages, you would think that it would be really complicated, but we have an international system set up. We're in 75 countries across the globe right now. So odds are wherever you live, we're already serving people in your country. That's Johnny Crowder, lead singer of Prison and the founder of Cope Notes. To activate your two free weeks of Cope Notes, go to Beyond Risk and Back. Dot copenotes.com. That's beyond risk and back. Dot copenotes.com. Go get your free two weeks. Okay, let's get back to the program. All right, David. So I got to ask as, as I'm sitting here, um, <laughs> like listening to you talk and, you know, being the age I am and working with many people all, all around the world, I got to. <laughs> Are you just like one of those surfer dudes that that landed on something and and made it into something huge just by you know following the zen of the experience like like I I heard that you got some background in business 
Um, did that, is that what's contributing to the success or have you just found the right product at the right time in the right market and you're just still riding that wave? Like what's business wise, what's going on with you? Yeah, it's probably a combination of all, you know, all the above. I mean, I think we're a bit of a product of our environment. I grew up in the mountains of Silicon Valley and, you know, I was born the year Apple was started and I kind of believed that anything was popular and I grew up a bit of an idealist. You know, I didn't really have religion. Nature was my religion growing up in the kind of the Santa Cruz mountains. Yeah. And, you know, I went, I went to school for business and I finished my business degree, but the, the paradigm of business, as I understood it, didn't make a lot of sense. There wasn't such the word sustainability wasn't even in any of the textbooks that I was studying. That's why I <laughs> took off and wanted to go figure out things of my own. But I, you know, growing up, I always learned like with, with privilege comes responsibility. And I felt like I was super privileged growing up and I felt like I wanted to, to use my privilege to make the world a better place. And like I said, I, I did leave business school. I came back and finished it. And at the time, actually, ironically, I was right out of university. I was starting a computer business with a few friends in, um, in, in San Luis Obispo because I didn't really know what else to do. That was just kind of what I came out of. And, six months into it is when I met Alex and Alex was the most passionate guy I'd ever met in this, in the story that he was telling me about this cultural beverage and what it meant to him and what it meant to the forest and went to the people was the story that I felt that I could share. And that was a story that I wanted to, to be a part of myself. And especially having experienced those physiological effects from the product itself, I was living the regeneration of the product kind of in disbelief, like my whole life, like 25 years old, I've been suffering from hay fever in like a foggy head. And I've tried everything to like even the chemical drugs. And they're telling me I'm allergic to everything green. And now I'm drinking this and it's working. And it's literally a oh, green yeah, plan. I mean, my just came crashing down as well. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going all in. And I, you know, I got a VW bus and <laughs> I heard, I, I, they told me that if you go bankrupt, they can't, you, they can't take your car. So I never actually confirmed it, but I got a VW bus with a pop top and then got my brother involved, convinced my brother, my real brother, Steven, to drop out at university and come start doing graphic design since that wow. was studying. And he came to sat at San Luis Obispo and we started like designing a package and we put it in, like a tin tie bag with, or actually no, before that, we put it in like a cardstock, like a flat piece of thick paper with creases that you that you fold up into a triangle yeah. and then we glued it in there with a glue gun and it literally would like lose its strength and integrity over time and something would bow and then fall off the shelf. We used to joke that it was flying off the shelf when really it wasn't flying off the shelf. <laughs> you know, we so drank our own Kool-Aid. It didn't matter. Everything was fun and exciting and we, we didn't have very much, but it didn't matter. We had each other and we had Mate and we were going to change the world. So how's that going and how do you change the world? I'm, I'm asking about your outreach now. Again, you have always uh, supported Avani Dilger and her Natural Eyes program out of Boulder, Colorado. Um, and, and, just, and, and she could not speak. I know she's going to be so excited when I send her the link to this episode. But how is it that you're reaching out to people, getting them to know about that this is more than just an energy drink you know it's in the healthy sections it looks like a, a nice fun drink but this is this is so much more how do you tell people how do you teach people i really think it's been a one-to-one -one thing all along the 
it's a contagious energy when you discover something that feels really good and you want to share it. And ever since Alex shared it with me one-on-one and I shared it with my brother, Steven and Don Miguel and Chris, like the original five of us who are the Samias. And then we got on the road and we started sharing it one-on-one. It's always been one-on-one, someone sharing it with another person. We've never done any, you know, traditional marketing. I'm not saying that we won't in time, but it's, it's something that's shared, right? It's a transmission, an energetic transmission from one person to the next. And I think all the greatest things in life come that way, whether it's with a loved one, your, your husband, your wife, with your kids, it's, it's that energy that, that transmits from one person to the next. And that's what Mate is. I mean, traditionally, it's, it's a gourd that's passed from one hand to the other. You look the person in the eyes when you pass them the gourd. They look you back when they pass you the gourd. You refill it and you pass it to the next person. So it's just an extension of, of the Mate custom of symbol and hospitality and friendship. And it's just grown year after year. We're, at, we're coming into our 25th year. So, you know, after sharing Mate for 25 years, we're definitely up for sharing it for another 25. Can kids drink this? Is this like, like if you were to tell a parent, hey, this would be a good age to, to start replacing your kid's Starbucks because the truth is kids are drinking soda. Kids are drinking coffee. Kids are drinking monster drinks and, and, and energy drinks. When would you say to a parent, give this to him instead? I would say that immediately in place of all the rest of that stuff immediately. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, it is, I believe it's the healthiest source of stimulation on the planet. And I've seen a lot of kids, um, use it for like, if they have ADD, I know it gives you a lot of focus. I know that in place of like sugary drinks or energy drinks, all that stuff, it's, it's way more balancing all that, you know, it's, I think it's a parent's decision when they let their kids drink something that has caffeine or anything in it, but it seems like high school kids are, and it's definitely the healthiest thing you can give them. If they want to use something as a study aid or to be social or to, stay up late for a party or something. How many stores are you guys in now? I mean, obviously this, it's, it's funny to actually use this term. I'm sure you guys have discussed it. We talk about grassroots. You literally are grassroots, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't heard that. But I like that. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> Please do. But to start from grassroots to how big are you guys now? You know, I, I think we're like between 20 and 25,000 stores. Wow. Oh. That's amazing. And I mean, you know, look, I have, I have listened to it and I'm, I'm sure some of my parents have picked up. You talk about Mate like it's a being. <laughs> There's a, the Mate has a definite spirit and that's what people discover over time. You can drink it. It tastes good. It feels good. You perform better. Everything's great. But over time, as you get to know the spirit of the Mate, it has a definite plant spirit. So now what's next for, for you, for your company, for this plant spirit? What's, what's next? Global. We want people all over the world to be able to experience this product and then drive all that into regenerating the Atlantic rainforest and upbringing, uplifting small farmers and indigenous people and hire more people out of prison to, to drive our distribution fleet. You know, everything we're doing is trying to leverage our product to drive more regeneration, whether it's personal, social, environmental, 
um, cultural, philosophical. That's the whole idea was use business to drive and scale regeneration. So you, I, I mistook what you were saying earlier when you were talking about regeneration. I thought you were specifically talking about, you know, the, the farmers that grow in their environment, but you, you just said you bring in ex cons to work, um, in your facilities or in the trucks, like, like you're, you're talking about regeneration at all levels. Yeah. A few years ago, we started our own distribution company to take our product to the stores themselves. And we have mostly an electric feat with the aspiration to be entire electric. And we have over a couple hundred electric bolts. We're GM's largest fleet customer. And we've hired over 150 people who are form formerly incarcerated. We call it the LATSA, the Legion of the System Affected. And that really ties in a lot to what you're talking about and doing. One of the things that we're super passionate about is it, it's a pretty good feeling to be the mate delivery person, to show up with cases of mate to the store. People are really stoked to see you. Let's put it that way. Right. And so if you were to come out of prison and you're driving an electric vehicle and you're dropping off cases of mate and you do that over and over and over all day long, yeah. what happens to your experience of life. Well, it's a pretty positive one. Well, especially when you show up, people are like, oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a really, that's a that, that form of regeneration feels especially good because it's social and it's in our markets where we sell and distribute our product. So not only are we regenerating it source by working with small farmers and indigenous communities to regenerate their land by stewarding it and producing a product that's native to it, but then we're also in our communities where we're selling and distributing our product, we're showing up with an electric vehicle and, and we've hired people out of prison to distribute the product. Man, hey, you guys, you guys have been one of those companies, you know, and, and you guys are, I won't say few and far between because people are finding leverage in their industries and in the world by maintaining the purity of the experience. You guys, Patagonia, like there's, there's just some companies that get out there and they stick by it. They, they stick by the, 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 the philosophy that they started with. And that's, it's, it is one of the reasons why when we go to the store, we, we get Guayaki product because it's, you guys, you guys are, you're the real deal. You're still doing it. And I, I want to say thank you for that. Let's, let's wrap up here giving people contact to some of your social media, your website, stuff like that. How can people find out more? Everything is, you know, on Guayaki's Instagram and Facebook. And you can go to cometolife.com, which is our, um, you know, media company that does deeper regenerative stories on other companies and projects and our own stories and you can yeah we're easy to find we're all over that's perfect and stores which which stores can they find you in i don't expect you to name all twenty five thousand, but <laughs> well it, let's put it this way if we're if there's somewhere that we're not and you'd like us to be there let us know please <laughs> we'll get it there david carr i know i started this whole episode saying it's going to be hard not to sound like a gushing fanboy but i truly am i this is this is good stuff my kids love it my own personal uh, uh, young adults who my children love it. Uh, my wife and I love it. And, uh, I last 15 years I've used it in my business and it has done nothing but help and support the kids and parents that I work with. And so thanks for doing what you do. Oh, it's a pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time to 
create more awareness around what we're doing. That's how, that's how we've been shared from day one. And it's people like you who are passionate about the product, who really care and share it with others is what's really helped us get to where we are today. You know, I'm always leery of uh, too good to be true ideas and stuff like that, especially in the field of recovery. Um, but when you see how Yerba Mate works on the brain and the science and the research behind it, it's not a quick fix and it's it's a long game product it's a it's a way to uh support all the other emotional and physical and developmental work that uh, someone in recovery does you guys i wouldn't say you're on to something because you've been on it for a while so keep on keeping on man thanks so much for your time david oh thank you again parents I want to say that there are things out there that you can find to support the changes you want to make in your family. And Guayaki Yerba Mate is one of them. Um, I'm not, this is not a commercial. We got David on because once again, they donated a massive amount of stuff to us to give out to other therapists and other people uh, in other facilities because we're trying to one person at a time, just like David was talking about, share what's working. The, whether you're getting the, the fun tasting cans or the glass bottles, uh, you're drinking it at home, keeping it in the fridge for your kids, giving it to them in the morning instead of coffee and stuff like that, just try it. Just, just go get a 12 pack and put it in and see if they like it and see, see how it changes stuff. And if you're really in for some change, if you're really in for some difference, go online and look up Yerba, uh, Mate, uh, Yerba Mate uh, Tea Ceremony. There's tons of information about there. I want to thank beyond, uh, I'm sorry, I want to thank, <laughs> I want to thank myself. I want to thank Mental Health News Radio Network, as always, the boss goddess, Kristen Walker, who has done such great work and is such a good person for so many people. Uh, my team, uh, Dylan Newsom from Deep In Productions and Maya from Your Cause Consulting, uh, who helped me out on all sides of my podcast. Parents, please take the time to share our episodes with your friends and people who you know are struggling with their teens. And thank you for all the likes in the past. Beyond Risk and Back has become a number one parenting podcast. We are all over the world. Australia, thank you. Canada, thank you. UK, thank you. Parents, you got to take care of yourselves first. Take care of your adult relationships second. And take care of your children third, because in that way, we do our best work with our children. Thanks again to David Carr and Guayaki. We'll see you next week, parents.